this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm a furry little blue elf, and I'm Evan. I'm a rogue named Rogue who goes rogue, and I'm Ronnie. <laughs> if you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering Wolverine and the X-Men. Before we get into that, I have a bit. Oh boy, a bit. Ronnie, you're supposed to cheer me on. Yeah, Ronnie. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. What's what's the bit? Yay! Thank you. I need <laughs> that validation. Andy will die if they don't get enough um approval and That's fair. support. Yeah. That's a mood. It's true. It's true. I love attention. Anyway, my bit is if you could have any character from outside the Marvel Universe join the X-Men, who would it be? Oh. Hmm. Hmm. From outside the Marvel Universe. Yeah, so you can't be like, oh, I want Captain America to join the X-Men. Like, Captain America's not a mutant. Well, uh, Captain America is an anti-mutant bigot. Yeah, that's true. uh, He doesn't deserve to be on the X-Men. Um... Do they have a vampire? We were just neck deep in vampires. Do they have a, a mutant vampire? So they spent a good chunk of like 2009 fighting vampires in San Francisco. <laughs> and Jubilee became a vampire. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they have a vampire. They they realized her mutant power sucked. And so she got turned into a vampire. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of want to say, like, I'm thinking about, of course, powered individuals who would fit sure. in with, with the X-Men ilk, the mutant ilk. Um, my, my gut says to go with, uh, Miss Elsa from Frozen. Um, but I feel like we're not far from Elsa literally joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe (laughs) because, uh, because our, 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 uh, corporate overlords, uh, the, the mouses, the Mickey mouses, uh, are just gonna, they're just gonna run it all together in one big, uh, run on sentence of, of superheroes. Elsa's not a bad choice. I feel like her and Iceman, uh, two mm-hmm. queens with ice powers, I dig it. Mm-hmm, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Also, Iceman is the worst, like, superhero name. Iceman. <laughs> you are Iceman. Frozone is better than that. Wow. Frozen. I'm not shade. No, I like I like Iceman. I just think his name is very disappointing. And Frozen is pretty clever. Openly weeping someplace. So we got Elsa. Who's your pick, babe? Uh, I'm gonna add Harry Dresden to the team. Oh, he's got powers. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, (laughs) a certainly um, a personality type that I don't know that they have. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> my pick blows both of yours out of the water. Uh, my pick is Gritty. Gritty? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, I'm changing my answer. I'm changing my answer. Chuck Tingle. I want Chuck Tingle oh. to be part of the <laughs> Erotica author Chuck Tingle of Twitter. 
he's going to be part of the X-Men and his power is proving that love is real. <laughs> I changed my answer to Albus Dumbledore. Uh, and him and him and Charles Xavier will fi- have that thing that'll finally like, you know, Magneto's always playing is his hard his hard to get stuff, you know, but yeah, Xavier uh, and Dumbledore can just smooch. Exactly. I'm changing my answer to Chuck Wendig of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked Gritty better. What's no, Gritty's I'm changing superpower? back to Gritty. Gritty. Gritty is bringing joy to millions and also fighting fascists. Gritty's mm-hmm. power is crazy mm-hmm. eyes. Crazy eyes. He flew. He flew at the uh, at the one hockey game. He was naked and he uh, flew in on a zip line. I love how often they change his uh, belly button pom pom. Yeah, makes me very happy. That's his powers: changing the color of his belly button. That's pom-pom. like that's so. It. So that's what most of the mutants are like. Of course, the X Men as a team assemble the useful mutants, but most of the mutants in the Marvel universe have a. A very bad, useless power. Remember when we were talking about the Inhumans? The Inhumans are just a ripoff of the X-Men. And most of the Inhumans also just have very bad powers. Like, oh, you're shiny. Hair. Yeah, oh, you have lo- You have extra hair that you don't need. Your belly button changes color. You can't control it. Just happens. You've been turned into a giant puppy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And you're now her slave that can teleport. <laughs> yeah, you're a human person who we turn into a dog, and now we treat you like a dog. It's oh. fucking wild. Fuck the Inhumans. <laughs> the Inhumans anyway, is a bad, bad property in we're, general. We're talking about the X-Men. Uh, yeah. Despite this show's huge flaw being the title, let's talk about it. Let's um, talk about it. So this one's a little bit hard to to break up because it's something like twenty seven episodes. Yeah, how many did we watch? Five. We, we watched, watched five. Sky. Yeah, we decided that we're gonna do five, eight, eight, five because the intro ones always take more work and the outro ones always take more work. So the middle ones will just cram more episodes into. That's a responsible decision. Planning. Um. So rather than go too deep into each episode. I'll just give you, the audience, an overview of kind of what's happened hit, thus far. Hit the overflow of what happened. And I'm not just talking about episode four, titled Overflow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They should have um, named that one Africa, because of yeah. how, how much they just talked about the continent. The entire continent of Africa. As Very a, specific. As, as a homogenous uh, unit. Yeah, so... Yeah, you, you, you just will uh, recall... go ahead. You just go ahead and, and rattle that off while you do that. I'm gonna go ahead and hum the uh, the '90s X-Men theme. Okay. Uh, <laughs> underneath <laughs> of it. Okay, you gotta be a little quieter because I can't concentrate. All right. So as you will recall from other X-Men properties, we got Professor X. He's got an X mansion where he's teaching. Young X-Men, how to be X-Men and women and presumably non-binary pals and the like. We don't have that explicitly, but I'm just assuming. In the very first episode, there's an explosion and the the X-Mansion blows up and Professor X and Jean Grey are just mysteriously gone. And so all the X-Men disband and Wolverine goes to live with this family who are like sympathetic to mutants and there we are introduced to this government agency 
called the the Mutant Response Division. And the remaining episodes thereafter are just uh, Wolverine trying to reassemble the X-Men in response to the threat from the MRD, who's trying to, like, regulate mutants and build robots to find mutants and stop mutants from using their powers. So uh, each mutant that Wolverine tries to reassemble has some kind of story that he has to resolve to get them back on the team. So, uh, in episode two, they get Iceman and Shadowcat, and they meet some other mutants, but those guys don't want to come back and be part of the team. Um, episode three, they bring on Forge, who has, like, um science powers and he's gonna repair cerebro uh and the blackbirds there uh like transport yeah. ship right okay he's gonna repair cerebro which is the the telepathy machine that professor x has and he's gonna repair their mutant jet um and also they meet emma frost but she's not on their team she's like a baddie but she's not a baddie she's kind of helping them but she's mysterious and she's got this like whole femme fatale thing cyclops also gets back on the team in episode three i believe hero of the x-men yeah and he very much likes cyclops but i'm sure we'll talk about that and they rescue xavier from magneto oh yes that's important (laughs) um Magneto, like, kicked their asses, though, and then let them have Xavier back. Mm-hmm. So they've got their dude back. Uh, episode four, Professor X, like, future visions and uh, telepathy and telekinesis. He's got all kinds of brain powers. It's a very convenient story device because he can just be like, this thing's going to happen in the future and we have to stop it. So in episode four, they have to stop Africa from getting blown up. In episode five, they meet Gambit, uh, who they're trying to bring on to help. This is the continuing with the theme of gathering the X-Men. Like they're trying to bring on Gambit to help them. Forge had built a collar that could turn off people's powers and Gambit stole it. And then Wolverine beat the shit out of Gambit and made him steal it back. Yeah. Gambit's kind of their buddy, but kind of not. I feel like him and Wolverine have some romantic tension, but, but they also hate each other. I feel like Gambit has some running romantic tension with everyone he's ever in a room with. Yeah. Yeah, Gambit's got very strong bisexual energy. Canonically a heterosexual in the comics. That's fake, but okay. (laughs) Right up there with Thomas. Yeah. Uh, So that's all five of the episodes we've watched. Uh, The the overarching theme is just, you know, assembling the X-Men and each of them get uh, a little small story, a small conflict that they have that Wolverine and the other X-Men have to resolve to try to get their help or stop them from being evil or or whatever to sort of bring them back into the X-Men fold. Yep. 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 We, uh, we watched five of them and they were cartoons and short and bless you, Andy. Bless you and, yeah, and this, this gift you have bestowed. It is very nice to watch, uh, you know, an episodic short form show that isn't like trying to challenge you mentally too much, which is not to say that it's 
bad and dumb or anything. It's not like it's not a, a lowbrow show. Right. Uh, it's just, you know, it's it's designed for a younger audience. And so it's not as uh, psychologically demanding, I guess you would say. And so not really, to mention, well, it, it, it might like uh, kind of split off later in the season. But there is one goal right now. And then every mm-hmm. minute of the plot is is uh, is wrapped around that goal. And I and I, I like I don't know. I enjoy like it, this is, you know, a 26 episode cartoon we're watching, but it is the most epistotic and cohesive storyline that I think we've probably ever encountered on this show. Yeah, there's a clear there's a clear point uh, even though each episode is like fairly self-contained, well, some of them are to a greater extent, and some of them are to a lesser extent. But most of them have some kind of like self-contained episodic conflict. But the overarching goal is always present. You, you know, you're always aware of what what the point is. So, are we saying it worked for us? That's what I was. I was. I was. I I should have jumped in before I, I did mine, but. Goodness gracious, before we even got to the positives, Evan is banging down the door to do to do some what worked. I, I like it. I like the energy that we're bringing here. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think a good show. Yeah, I think that was also, you know, important to establishing like the vibe of the show. Since sure, I didn't get too sure. deep into each episode. But yes, sure. in the spirit of keeping consistent, Ronnie, please ask the question. Yes, of course. The question. We watched five episodes of I don't even know who originally aired this. I want to assume it was Canadian. Um, but we watched five episodes of Wolverine and his good, good X-Men and Andy. Yes. Did these five episodes of Wolverine and the X-Men work for you? I'm going to bamf right over and say, yes, it did. Snick, snick, some Wolverine calls, and then I'm going to bamf again and say, yeah. Whoa. Whoa, with the onomatopoeia. Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These five episodes of Wolverine and the X-Men, did they work for you? They did, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into it so far. I'm not like I have some complaints, but overall, I think, I think it's a, it's a fairly solid show. So I'm down. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did these five episodes of Wolverine and the X Men work for you? They sure did. I am in to the X Men and. The unpopular opinion. I'm I'm kind of into Wolverine, but we could talk about uh, objections. That's a very to that popular later. opinion. That's yeah, a very guess, popular. Well, it's, opinion. it's very unpopular in this small circle of the three of us. <laughs> yeah, that's even true. If, even if Evan has a positive opinion, then it is still a negative dep- opinion based on how how intensely negative your opinion is. Yeah, uh, Andy is a very very firm Cyclops stan. Can I explain um, this? Yeah, go for it. If you, I think that is. You, I think it's a good. I think that is a good thing to address here. That that not only is is Andy a huge Cyclops fan, and I and maybe you can you can address this whether it is in relation to Wolverine or not. But you also hate Wolverine. Yes, it is. It is a separate. It is a separate issue. Okay. If get into it now, here, so we don't have to talk here's, about here's, it for the next rest of the series. Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta explain this. If you like Cyclops before the year 2006, 
you're a fucking cop and a bootlicker. <laughs> and fuck you. But if you like Cyclops after 2006, you're a queer, radical anarchist, and I love you. And that's just how it is. And uh, I like Cyclops post-2006, where he's like, fuck the cops, fuck the U.S. government, I'm here for mutant liberation and mutant rights, and we're going to take what's ours. And I'm like, yeah, boy, I'm here for it. Wolverine, on the other hand, is a hypocritical, boring, lazy motherfucker, and he's a punk, and I don't like him. And he smells... <laughs> I don't think He's you got, can confirm that. He, he, he canonically has bad hygiene. Well, I was going to say, I didn't know that was officially canonical, but I would be surprised if he didn't. So here's the issue with He's Wolverine. very hairy, and he drinks a lot, and yeah. Back in the day, Wolverine was like the, the foil to Xavier and to Cyclops, and he was like the guy that breaks the rules. And then Wolverine got really popular because he broke all the rules and people liked him because he was an interesting foil. And Marvel was like, oh, well, people like Wolverine, so we have to make him a good guy. So he stopped smoking. He started wearing a helmet on his motorcycle. He became like a teacher at the school. Then he became a fucking principal of his own school. And he still says like, oh, yeah, I I can't stand the man. Fuck the man. But then he's also like the principal. (laughs) So he, he feels an awful lot like, I don't know, like your dad or something who's trying to be cool. Like, he, he just doesn't work anymore. Like, you can't have it both yeah. ways, Wolverine. You can't be the principal of a fucking boarding school and also be like, yeah, fuck the man. And then he and Cyclops had a big falling out in schism. And Wolverine was like, we can't teach kids how to fight. That's wrong. And Cyclops was like... The government is literally building sentinels to kill them. They need to be able to defend themselves. And Wolverine was like, fuck you, I'm making my own school, and we're not going to teach kids how to fight. And then Cyclops was like, that's dumb. The government is literally rounding us up. Like, they need to defend themselves. Xavier drafted me when I was like 15, man. And then Wolverine was like, Hope Summers is the new phoenix, and I need to murder her. And Cyclops was like, she's a child. What happened to the thing where we don't fight with kids man like you just want to murder this girl like you're psycho fuck wolverine i hate him cyclops is right my problem quentin with wolverine. choir said it quentin choir said it cyclops is right you love anyway, quentin choir too i do um, he's great uh my problem with wolverine is just that like it just like any kind of thing that cropped up in pop culture in the 90s it like was so like like just you said it was so extreme it was so edgy to the point where it was not edgy at all um i I like wolverine where i've seen wolverine like as a part of the supporting cast um in 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 the deadpool comics the recent run by um uh brian pusain and um i another author who's actually a comic author um what it, it was great um it he he played the you know small chubby wolverine that he is intended to be in the original comics he's like a like almost like a danny devito type like body yes, wise yes like it, it was it was exactly and, and and he was a bit player he was a side act and like whenever you try and force wolverine to the front it's like 
yeah, Wolverine's got some stories to tell, but like it can't be the only stories because a it's a little bleak and b it's so '90s edgy extreme that like I, I'm just I'm not here for it. He 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 can in fact be written well, and there are stories with Wolverine in them where I enjoy Wolverine in those stories, but uh. When he's like leading his own team, or when he's like principal of a school, like I'm not, I'm not interested in that Wolverine, uh, because the writers inevitably still also try to have him be the like anti-authority badass, and it 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 doesn't work. You can't, you can't be both. Yeah, we should probably talk, talk about, about the, the show, show because yeah. we spent like yeah. we can just rant about minutes. X-Men all day. Fair uh, enough. Fair I love enough. Nightcrawler, and I want to fuck him. Um, that's my opinion on the X Men. I'm, I'm I'm here to support you in that, dear. <laughs> can I, <laughs> can I share some? Can I share something with the audience and maybe with you two about uh, Nightcrawler? Please do. That in this uh, iteration, Nightcrawler is voiced by Liam O'Brien, we also knew known as we, Caleb. We recognize his German accent that he also uses for Caleb. <laughs> Can we talk about how rad this voice cast is? Yeah. So we got yeah, Steve oh, Bloom so as as Wolverine, which is I love Steve Bloom. Uh, he is probably most recently well known as Zeb Aurelius on Star Wars Rebels. We have Nolan North as Cyclops, my boy Nathan Dope. Drake, who also uh, voices Deadpool a lot too. But he's voices Cyclops in this. Like, like every video game you've ever played has had a Nolan North in it, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Liam O'Brien is Nightcrawler and as Angel. And he's doing a great job. Uh, we haven't seen much of Nightcrawler, but we've seen a lot of Angel in these mm-hmm. episodes. Doing great. Tom Kane, fucking Tom Kane as Magneto, killing it. W- one of the highlights, I think. Uh, who else we have? We have Yuri Laurenthal as Bobby Drake. We have Susan Dalion. I'm not sure if I pronounced her last name right. As Storm. Um, who was Kitty Pride? Danielle Judovitz and Carrie Walgren as Emma Frost. All around, just like voice actors killing it left, right, and mm-hmm. center. Phil Lamar as Gambit. Phil Lamar Fucking Phil Lamar, Gambit. my boy. Oh, Tara man. Strong shows up in a little bit. Yeah, Tara Looking Strong very forward was, to that. Who was she? I, I don't think she's actually list. showed up yet. Oh, her she's character. X23. Yeah, just casually Tara Strong as X23. <laughs> Rad. So into it. Jennifer Hale as Jean Grey. We got Shepard up in this. Mm. Yes, great voice cast. It's a good cast. I only know it's who like cast. two of these voice actors are because I'm not as deep in this as y'all are. But anyway, uh, I want to fuck Nightcrawler, but only the like furry one, not the sort of slimy looking one from the movies. I'm not into that. Don't get me wrong, uh, that actor did a great job, but uh, I, I like Nightcrawler when he's uh, like got velvety fur all over him and is, you know, cute and elfy. Interesting. Interesting. He has fur. I think, I like, think in the I comics, like, he's covered in blue fur. I, I, yeah, I, I just think I, I I personally would prefer, not not like from a preference of like my preferred character, but my preferred, you know, smoocher. I think I want a your, leathery, your uh, slimy. My fr- yeah, I would I would prefer a leathery, uh, slimy uh, nightcrawler. That's, no, that's an interesting so note. Dichotomy there. You want to fuck Toad I, then? I kind of like Toad a lot <laughs> in a lot of iterations. <laughs> Toad is like is one of my like weird 
favorite mutants that there is. I do like useless mutants, but um, I yeah, can't say that I'm yeah. a big fan of Toad personally. We should. This talk is about a weird iteration of Toad. We're we're deep in X Men. We should talk about the show as it is. Yeah. So strengths of the voice cast. We we ranted about how good it is. Um, I like a lot of the character designs. Like Wolverine's arms and shoulders are like scary big, and I don't really like that. But uh, all of the costumes, except for maybe Quicksilver, I think are pretty good. I think the animation is fine. I don't think it's anything exceptional. I don't no. think it's bad. Yeah. Um, I was. Uh, I already went over this. I showed my hands in the in the pre-show, but uh, I like the structure. I like shows that have uh, a self-contained episodic structure, but also have a, a season-long plot, and balancing that is hard, and I think uh, for whatever reason shows like this tend to do it better. Maybe it's because they're targeted at children, and they have a simplistic overarching plot because they're worried about children losing their focus, but um, I really find that that just is better I, I can't like quantify why it's better but to have a, a very clear goal that follows through each episode uh is something that i think shows have lost touch of mm. mm-hmm. um plot wise i like what's going on with angel and i like what's going on with rogue i'm really interested to see where both of those storylines going rogue is kind of like joining the brotherhood which they've changed their name to just the Brotherhood instead of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which is probably <laughs> better for branding and market research and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. And then Angel is, like, working for his dad, who is helping build Sentinels. So yeah, Angel's dad is, like, a politician, or is he a businessman He's a businessman who's working very closely with Senator Kelly. Okay, so who, he's connected. Yeah, yeah. He, he's working for Mike Pence. Mm, yeah. Um... And they're so like they're both kind of like undercover, maybe. We'll find out. We'll find out where that's yeah. going. Um, what else? Cyclops. I, Cyclops shot Wolverine like five times, and each time was great. I want to point out that uh, Angel's power is that he has giant bird wings. And Angel's father never knew he was a mutant, like until he it was still doesn't. I thought he no, said... I'm that, pretty sure that he knows, because they remarked, like, oh, your dad knows you're a mutant now, and he's like, yeah, and he still hates mutants. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. yeah, like, he's he's quote-unquote out now, but right. uh, his dad, like, somehow didn't notice that his son had giant bird wings? Mm-hmm. Did you never hug your son? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he, he definitely did not hug him. I know, <laughs> it's fucked no, up. No, but, like, that's that's, like... From the comics, like they never had a good relationship. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, it's his, fucked up. His dad <laughs> sent him to school, and like they, the, I was gonna say, he was stunted. in boarding school, so that yeah. so it's easy to to hide up some wings when you only see them, you know, every when now you and hit then. Puberty, yeah, right. They're huge, um, though. They're huge. It's, it's so interesting to me to have Bobby Drake be on this cast years before what you know will become Bobby Drake becoming the quote-unquote queer X-Men as if all of them aren't 
queer. Um, where um, Nightcrawler and Wolverine fucked. Just saying. Yes, fair. Fair. They did. All, off panel, um, heavily implied, but off, heavily all, off implied. panel. Yeah, according to the cover artist of a one particular uh, issue, th- they did in fact fuck. But anyway. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see Bobby Drake there while Angel is so, so clearly like the queer allegory of the show. Of like his father knows and is and is okay with him, but hates all the rest of people, and he's working undercover to help everybody, but he, he can't know his dad can't know that he's he's you know working with people, or else he'll cut him off. And it's like it's it's it, this show is like it it illustrates for me how good the concept of the X Men are, like just in any in any era. The X-Men are such good parallels for whatever is going on. Um, yeah, it's an it, easy allegory because humans yeah. are shitty and they're always yeah. discriminating against some group of people. Right. Yeah, but like, I could I could see this administration building Sentinels. Yeah. Oh sure. Like, like would not would not surprise me at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. anti anti immigrant Sentinels in this era. Uh huh. We've got our whole new thing, so. I mean, Pence even looks exactly like, uh, what was it, Reverend Stryker? Mm-hmm. Like, you dare call this thing human? Like, Mike Pence, damn. We're just going to go ahead and blame Mike Pence for everything that guy said in the comics. <laughs> Mike Pence, personally. <laughs> yes. Um, the other thing I wanted to say about uh, Angel was that, like, ain't... Angel definitely fucks. Um, just that that's that just occurred to me. I, I wrote in my notes right after our toad and blob fucking. Um, <laughs> right Jesus. Af- wow. Right after, that, shit. <laughs> right after that, I wrote Angel definitely fucks. Not toad or blob, but not a person in particular, but this not this angel fucks. Is that yeah. Liam O'Brien voice? Yeah. It just slaps. Oh, yeah. I love Gambit in in his episode. Uh, Gambit should be a dick and kind of incompetent. That's mm-hmm. my favorite favorite kind of Gambit. I do not like Gambit's voice, but we can talk about that. Oh, I don't Philomar. like it. I, he did a great. bad job. No, he didn't. He did a bad job. No, Philomar's never done a bad job a day in his life. <laughs> All right. Any other positives? Uh, I mean, I could go on. Uh, I, I like I uh, <laughs> the end of episode five. Well, we're it, it, like this just speaks to like the the episodic nature of the show, where like it's not just like oh this was a day or a week in the life of the of Charles Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. It's just like this was like four hours, and Wolverine rolls back up all shredded, like his clothes are shredded, throws the the collar that keeps mutants from uh mutining out on the table, and just says. <laughs> We need better locks and roll credits. <laughs> it's just like it's like a bottle episode on episode four or episode five. Like, yeah, do it up. Do it up, X Men. I love this version of Magneto, too. Uh, I love Magneto, who's not necessarily like evil. And while like something sinister might be going up on Genosha, he's literally like, no, I just want to protect mutants. Like, yeah. 
so I rescued Xavier. If you guys want to stay, you can stay. If you want to go, you can go. Like, Hashtag Magneto was right. I could kick your asses, and in fact, I did, because y'all didn't fucking knock. But, like, <laughs> like I'm not going to rub your noses in it. Like, yeah, if you want to take him, take him. But if you want to go, you can... If you want to stay, you can stay. Good Magneto. Great Magneto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... As a, as a queer person, yeah. Magneto and Cyclops are right. <laughs> um, I just... I love Toad. Can, I, can we talk more about that? <laughs> this, I is your, this is your version of Diego Luna loves Jabba the Hutt. Ronnie <laughs> loves Toad. Yeah. Toad's textures. A little bit. Toad. <laughs> a little bit. And like, Toad's in the back of a police car. And Blob is like doing all kinds of crazy stuff to get him out. And then like Toad's like, ha, you, you sprung me or whatever. And Blob's just like, we can't keep doing this. Like I, I, I stand a voice of reason, Blob. Like I stand Blob being the the no, come on. Like we can't we can't, we just got to keep it together for a little bit. Like I love it. I love it. I love their dynamic. I want to see a show. It's just the Toad and Blob. It's good stuff. <laughs> Maybe on a uh, Disney Plus, we'll get a, a Toad on and Blob. On Disney Plus, we'll get a Toad and Blob. They gotta show. fill out that goddamn roster somehow. Yeah. I also have some headcanon about Bobby Drake, but uh, we'll we don't have to go over that. No, please share. We're all we're all just talking about our comic book stands here. So so Emma Frost is all scantily clad as Emma Frost is wont to do. Uh-huh. Um, that's her mo. She walks past Bobby Drake, and Bobby Drake is kind of like just like, you know, mouth agape at her. Kitty Pride walks up and says, "She's a telepath, you know. That means she knows what you're thinking." And Bobby looks concerned, but in my head, Bobby is definitely already queer in this iteration, and so Bobby is just like not concerned that he's like, like into it. He's just like. Like I love that outfit. I love those shoes. And he's concerned. He's like, oh, don't, 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 uh, don't out me yet. Don't out, don't, don't out me yet. It's not Emma Frost who does that, is it? No, it's Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was that was just my head can of him being like, oh yeah, boobs. Love those (laughs) boobies. Very good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have some negatives. Okay, I got a before couple. you, I've got okay. N- before we get to that, before we get to those those very pressing negatives, let's take a quick break, and we'll hear from another one of our friends on the Lunar Light Studio Network of Podcasts. Oh boy! Oh boy! Pew pew pew. Hey Miles. Hey Moss. I'd like to challenge you to find a song that you only heard once when you were a kid. Hmm. Okay, but I have a challenge for you, Moz. Oh, okay. I want you to find a song that was made by a celebrity. Oh, that's funny, because I'd like you to find a song that has a Pokemon in it. Oh, well, that's a real coincidence, because I want you to find a D&D song. 
Wait, 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 wait. We, we do not have time to talk about all of these songs. This is a promo. Oh, dang it, you're right. Okay, all right. Where can we go and where can people go to talk about the songs that go with these themes? Well, they could always go and listen to Artificial Ghost Radio. Artificial Ghost Radio? Ooh, what's that? It sounds like a podcast that we might do. It could be potentially a podcast that the both of us do. Wouldn't that be a weird coincidence? As if we wouldn't just have a conversation like this in real life. Well, this is a totally natural dialogue. This is a natural dialogue that we have, naturally. Each episode on Artificial Ghost Radio, we challenge each other to find songs that fit extremely arbitrary themes. Oh, now that sounds interesting. But that can't be all they do. We also do this fun little segment by the name of The Wheel of Discord. The Wheel of Discord. And you want to know what we do on the Wheel of Discord? What do we do with the Wheel of Discord? We shuffle our music player of choice and we are forced to talk about whatever song comes up. That is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Where can this podcast be found? And when can this podcast be found? You can find us each and every Saturday ooh, on Lunar Light Studio you get your podcast or sunday if you're in australia or sunday if you're with all the other cool people (laughs) all right now we're back and we are ready to hear about what didn't quite work about wolverine and the x-men i got uh, three things i got three Three big things. There are smaller things, but three things. One, there was no setup whatsoever. Yeah. You got to enter this property already knowing shit about the X-Men to have the slightest clue what's going on. Now, granted, in their defense, most people do. And this was at the height of the movies. Sure. But... Uh, like, I like the characterization that you get that comes with character introductions, uh, especially because this is comic books. All the characters have been written by different people. They've been, you know, through different eras. They've had really significantly different personalities. And I want to establish, like, all right, what what kind of a Wolverine is this? Is this edgy anti-authority wolverine or is this headmaster wolverine and we didn't like none of the characters got any kind of introduction we were just like dropped headfirst into this on the assumption that we knew more than enough x-men lore to get by let's just get to the explosions that was my one negative i if i can if i can uh interject here that was actually a positive for me uh, you were talking earlier about the simplicity of the show and how it it is technically written for a younger audience. It still feels like very like it. it's not handholding. Exactly what you said. It jumps in to to everything all at once. And granted, I am coming at this with some background in X-Men, but not that much. Um, and I I appreciated them like kind of trusting the audience to just like okay we understand that this is the mutants and x-men and and x X x-men that that's a carryover from my youth when i used to think that wolverine's name was x-man um 
damn you Marvel comics of the nineties. Um, it, it, yeah, it just, it, 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 uh, it, it, it trusted the audience to kind of follow along a little bit. And I feel like I did like a lot of times shows will do that. And I'll be like, wait, what, who, who, who are we at? Who are we talking to? Um, it doesn't do too much per episode that I feel like we do get a little bit of that as we go on instead of getting that like massive, you know, hit you over the head info dump at the beginning because there are so many characters at play here and that would take forever. I don't think we need introductions to all of them at the beginning. I think we need introductions to our key players and the dynamic in between them before the explosion happens. And then because every episode is bringing an X-Man or two back into the fold, we can get characterization there for each of the individual side characters, but we don't know anything about any of the main characters. And I personally am not into that. All right. What would have been, I'm going to weigh in on that. What would have been nice would have been for the first episode to maybe have seen a mission with the status quo. Yeah. So like see Cyclops leading the team, see Wolverine mouthing off, See, like, Kitty Pride and Bobby bickering. Uh, Jean Grey and Scott are adorable together. Wolf, or Xavier is back in the mansion, like, calling the shots. And then have the explosion happen. But because we never saw the status quo, having the status quo be bucked with Wolverine in charge doesn't feel as jarring as it should. Mm-hmm. Like they're making a big deal like, oh, Wolverine's in charge. He's usually the bad boy. Cyclops is supposed to be the one who's in charge and he's not. But like we never saw this version of Cyclops lead the team. We don't know what he's like when he's not drinking and depressed. So I don't know. I agree. Strong assessment. That's yeah, my two cents. That's good. Yep. That would have been valuable. Um, My thing number two is... Africa copyright TM. That song is about lycanthropy, and no one will ever convince me otherwise. I can't unthink it. But, um, yeah, so there's an entire episode where they just treat Africa like it's a small country. <laughs> Yep. Um, like as though all of Africa is homogenous and they really lean into it. I mean, a lot of shows are guilty of this, of just referring to Africa as mm-hmm. sort of a, you know, there's uh, mud huts. That's Africa. But this show really goes for it, which I'll never really understand just shoulders into that. Also, I will never understand that because you could just like, like throw a dart at a map of Africa, pick a country, say that country. And that eliminates like 50% of the problem. Yeah. Um, also, don't, they I mean, make don't up do that. Hey writers, hey writers, don't do that. Actually like do research and shit like that and make it like actually work with your story. But I'm just saying it, it's, it's not hard to like get there. Just get there. Uh, yeah. But, and also like this is Marvel. There are made up countries. We have Genosha and uh, Sokovia and uh, Wakanda. Like, we have countries Latveria. that don't exist. Yeah, oh. Latveria. You can just make up a country that doesn't exist and make up whatever lore you want and have Storm be from there or what. however also, it works. Also, re- real talk, the best Storm has ever been is when 
she and Black Panther got married, and Storm was like co-running Wakanda and also leading her own X-Men team and was just like the beautiful perfect queen that she is and I feel like they were maybe taking some inspiration from that where like these people were like paying tribute to her but it was like not it was it was like four huts and like (laughs) everyone was like bringing the fruits that they had picked that morning like it felt felt real weird I just want to state for the record, and I'm sure that the people listening to this podcast in particular know this, but there's skyscrapers in Africa. Like, there are very developed cosmopolitan areas of Africa. Like, this is very racist to just be like, here's some huts. Also, there was a specific line where, um, so, of course, Storm is black. And there's a specific line. So the plot is that she inadvertently like destroys Africa. She's like mind control. Like the entirety of Africa, the whole continent of Africa. And somebody, I don't even remember who it was, but somebody was like, Storm would never do that to Africa. And I was like, what? Would you like implying that she would do it to another continent? It was just so like. You could have said, like, Storm would never, like, harm all those people, or Storm would never, like... Destroy where she's, like, her home. Yeah, like, or just, like, how could somebody mind control Storm? It was just such a strange... Storm, the black one, would never destroy Africa. It was very bizarre. Also, it's... as, As, like, Storm is using her powers and, like, going out of control and, like the rain and the lightning is is happening. It, it's tough to be like, oh, wow, the world is at stake when all you see around is four huts and, like, 15 people running. Yeah. Oh, I think there's some cattle that might get hit by a lightning bolt. If it had been, like, Storm married to, to um, Black Panther and they're in Wakanda and you see the, like, city being affected, that would have been one thing. Or if you just had her in a city in real life Africa, like if she was in a city in Uganda or Zimbabwe or something, that would have been something. But to just see like this tiny like shanty village like being affected by Storm's powers, it's like oh, oh. I mean that sucks a lot for them. But yeah. <laughs> all twelve of those people it, it, might it is, get it is, wet. It is not the continent ending destruction that they uh wanted you to feel like it was. My third thing is uh, Gambit's voice. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> the, the, the dude was trying real hard to do like a, like a Creole accent, which uh, the dude's name is Remy LeBeau. Like, that's yeah. Gambit's name. Yeah, he's, he's, he's from he's, New he's, Orleans. Yep. Um, but he kept... Like slipping into like a Jamaican thing. His Kit Fisto then- was showing, <laughs> but you know what? When Phil Lamar shows his Kit Fisto, we don't complain. We we thank him because he's he's great. It was a very bad accent. It was all over the place. It was not. It was. It was, it was not correct at all. It was trying very hard, but like I kind of see Gambit as a bit of like a tryhard. Like he's he's cool, but also he is like very actively intent on on uh you know being conveyed as cool as he could possibly be. 
It sounded foolish. He sounded foolish. I was very like it really took me out of it. We're gonna we're gonna move on from this because Gambit's great. Um, I like Gambit as a character, and I don't think he his um his hair was bad. His two car garage hair was very bad, and his accent was bad. Like I like Gambit as a character, and I think that in this show he was all right. But like, oh boy, oh it boy. made me think about the Channing Tatum movie that was never ever going to happen and now that it's in Disney's hands is probably never ever going to happen ever um but it made me think about that what do you mean Jenny Tatum was supposed to play Gambit back in like that movie got shuffled around like three or four different yeah. times it was it's, really? it was still happening okay. it was still ha- and 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 that my point being I like Jan Tatum I think Phil and Mark could do a better Gambit than Channing Tatum could. <laughs> I don't like that Rogue doesn't have all of her powers. This is at the height of the the original X-Men trilogy, so it was right after 2 came out, uh, before 3 kind of took a dump all over it. And Rogue in the movies doesn't have all of her powers, and I think it's a shame to not have Rogue with super strength and flight. And they 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 are doing the thing which I can't stand with Wolverine is when they try to do both. So he like Wolverine's assembled the team, Wolverine's leading the team, whatever. Uh, but then like Forge, who's been busting his ass trying to rebuild the X Mansion, trying to get the Danger Room set up, trying to rebuild the jet he's rebuilt cerebro like this guy doesn't sleep he looks a little bit like lin-manuel miranda and he's writing like he's running out of time here and they're like going to take the jet to africa and forge is like no i just finished it like you're taking it to africa Uh. and then wolverine's like hey (laughs) fuck you and scratches it on purpose like just digs his adamantium claws into it and is like First scratch is the hardest. <laughs> and then like chugs a Budweiser and smashes it on his forehead and <laughs> with uh, fucking Kavanaugh. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like this dude's been busting his ass for you. Wolverine say, hey, thanks for yeah. getting the jet done. It's a good thing you finished it so quickly because there's an emergency in all of Africa. The entirety yeah. of Africa. We're going to all of Africa to fix <laughs> the emergency. Good thing you fixed the jet. Thanks, Forge. You're a valued member of the team. I am but, very unfamiliar with Forge up until this series. Uh, Forge gets no respect. Forge, no, Forge no. needs a little bit of respect. No. He's the most relatable. Yeah, so like, sure. you can't have Wolverine be like captain of the team, calling the shots, and then also picking on people. Like, it, it's incredibly douchey. Yeah. He's, he's either unlikable or unbelievable, is, is yeah. what it comes down to. Um, but yeah, other than that, this show fucking kicks. I like it a lot. More Nightcrawler. More. I believe. More night- I mean, I'm- I believe the next episode is a Nightcrawler centric episode. Give me. Give. All right. So, any anything else? Uh, not on the show. Uh, we do have an email from a good friend of ours. Oh boy, uh, Nate Treese. Oh, nice. Yeah, Nate. Um, From uh, Satan and Rainbows, from End of the Cage, uh, great, great friend of Ending Pending, great friend of the podcast community. Uh, Just uh, listen to Moonlight, 
the Moonlight season. It feels like a lifetime ago that we did Moonlight. And, uh, and Nate says it feels like a lifetime ago since the Twilight-fueled vampire media explosion. Uh, but he remembers watching the Moonlight pilot vividly and being a little underwhelmed. We can understand that, Nate. We are right with you there. Um, uh, Nate says, uh, as much as we were talking about it being a ripoff of Angel, Nate said it was a ripoff of Forever Night, which was a 90s show from Canada with a similar vampire detective premise. So it sounds like Angel and Moonlight are a ripoff of this show Forever Night. We'll have to check in on that. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. The plot thickens. He said it might not hold up, which, I mean, 90s. You said 90s already. You didn't have to to be redundant. Um, uh, He says that Ronnie should definitely watch Buffy and Angel, but if I have to choose only one, he would choose Angel. I would agree. And also a show called Near Dark. Is that a thing? I've not heard Uh, of it. It sounds vaguely familiar to me. A vampire western noir drama from the 80s starring Adrian Pazdar and Bill Paxton. I can get down with that. I love westerns. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, He says, thanks for the good times. Keep up the good work. And then he turned into mist and seeped under the door. Ooh, a little mystery. Maybe Nate is the... Maybe Nate is the mutant that I want to non-Marvel uh, character I want to add to the X-Men. Alex macking it under doors and stuff like that. That's a good pick. Always send us emails. We love hearing from y'all. Um, we also got another email. Oh, I just want to I just want to give Nate uh, a shout out. Uh, and you know what? I'll, I'll give a shout out to everyone on Enter the Cage, Jordan and Tyler as well, because we were on. Liberty University's comic book club council together. Tyler was the uh, founder and original president, and I was the second president, and uh, Jordan was my VP. And all of you are queer now. Pretty much, yeah. We're, we're all very, very queer now. Uh, and, and actually, I don't want to speak for Nate and Tyler. I don't know about their, but they're they're um, they're very liberal I, I, now. I, they're very different people I don't, now. I don't know if Nate had a title but he just made quippy remarks and uh made the rest of us look good and uh yeah they're all great and i hope they enjoy listening to us talk about x-men but they're 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 all rad and their podcasts are all rad so you should go listen to their podcasts you can always send us emails uh and tell us how much you like what we did tell us about how queer you are now more so than you used to be uh tell us about uh, shows you want us to pick, uh, like Sarah Welsh sent us some uh, recommendations. Thank you so much, Sarah. Ooh, yeah. More recommendations. I love it. Love those recommendations. You can send those recommendations and your queer biographies to uh, pendingpod at gmail.com. You can get us on Twitter at pendingpod. Get us on Instagram at endingpending, Facebook at pendingpod. Uh, and donate to our Patreon, which is uh, through the Lunar Light Studio Network of Podcasts. That's patreon.com slash LunarLightHQ. Um, lots of cool all, stuff coming up. All donations will be used to fight Senator Kelly's uh, Sentinel bill that he's trying yeah. to push through the Senate. Mm-hmm. So yep. if you want to if you want to stand up for mutant and queer rights and fight, fight the Sentinels, donate fight money. mutant discrimination. Yep. Yep. Very cool things coming uh, down the pike on the Patreon that you can get access to. In November, I will be doing a fall cooking stream uh, that you can get 
It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. You can get access to that. Salivating. (laughs) You can get access to that uh, by donating to our Patreon. Um, I'm also going to do a little mini mini pod that's going to be that's in the works. Very mini. But uh, you might enjoy it if you are enjoying this podcast. Um, All good things. Always good things coming out of uh, Lunar Light Studio. All good things coming out of podcasts like Fish in the Percolator. Like... Cryptic, cryptic keeper, cryptid keeper, like uh, Netflix and Kill, which Andy was just on, had a great episode. Yes. Love Do you want here. to live deliciously? Do you want to live deliciously? We always it's, do. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Would you like a pretty dress and wouldst, some butter? Wouldst thou like a pretty dress? And some butter? <laughs> you better believe I want some butter and a pretty dress, Black Phillip. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We talk about the witch. It's great. Black Phillip is a goat. He's not a black man. He's a black goat. Good clarification there. You can can find... We're not just calling a man Black (laughs) Phillip. Oh, goodness gracious. There's podcasts to be found on on LunarLightStudio.com. Oh, boy. Check it out. We're there. Lots of friends are there. Can't go wrong. Uh... There's somebody there who's not really a friend. We just keep him around. Oh, did I just tell? Don't, oh. don't tell Pawn Shop Lou and fuck the MRD. Yeah. Take a right. strong stance. Yeah. Mutant rights. Magneto was right. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.